0: Hi and welcome to you wherever you're tuning uh, into this online. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope this finds you well. My name is Al. I'm one of the pastors at Gateway Church, Swindon. Last week, for the first time since uh, we've gone into lockdown as a nation, I had to go out and do some food shopping. And whilst so much has changed really for us as a country over these past few weeks, It really hit me when I went out food shopping that something that is so normal and basic became something that was so unusual and so weird compared to normal. And it really hit me, just again, as to how unusual our world is right now. From joining a queue that snaked across most of the car park to wearing gloves while shopping, which I've never done before, to doing my very best to keep away from people and keep two meters Apart, and then going to the checkout and having a perspex screen between myself and the checkout assistant. I found the whole experience just so odd and it was so stark to a normal experience of going shopping just one or two months ago. And for you, the sense of change and the lack of normality will be very, very different. It will hit you at different points or as a result of different circumstances. And I recognise for many of you, it will be far more serious than your shopping experience. But the reality is when doing basic things like going shopping aren't normal, when all of life is just so different and so unusual and everything just feels kind of abnormal, I don't know about you, but it, it kind of leaves me, and it leaves us sort of scrambling with the question of is there any certainty in these uncertain times? And it turns out that certainty and security is not found in the places and the things that we thought they were. And I want to unpack today that there is one thing, in fact, one person that we can look to at this time of certainty and that is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who lived and walked on this earth 2,000 years ago, died on a wooden cross and gloriously rose three days later. And because of that one fact, he is the one that we can look to as our sure and certain hope in the midst of uncertainty. Maybe you're watching this and you don't believe in Jesus, you don't believe in the Bible. In fact, you think that that what I've just suggested is utterly crazy. And I just want to say to you, we are so glad that you're here with us today and tuning in with us. There is nothing more important to consider in life than the person of Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection. And so as we continue this morning, can I invite you, if you're sceptical, if you don't believe in the Bible, if you're unsure about this Jesus, to really think through the Easter story and your response to it and your response to the invitation of Jesus. We're going to be looking at our passage today in the book of Mark, which is the second book in the New Testament. If you've got a Bible at home, why not pause the video, go and grab your Bible and turn to Mark chapter 16. If you've not got a Bible, that's fine. I'm going to read it in a moment. And this passage in Mark 16 looks at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as you'll know, today marks Easter Sunday, the day that hundreds of millions of Christians right across the world, in every continent, celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Christ. And that's the story that we're going to be looking at today in Mark chapter 16. So let's read it together. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb We pick up the story here at the beginning of Mark chapter 16 with two women on a Sunday morning uh, between 6 and 7 a.m. These two women, Mary, who had both been there at the death of Jesus, and they'd got up early to go and anoint Jesus's body with spices and oil, which was customary um, in those days and in that time and in that place for someone who had died. And so it begins for them as a very normal Sunday morning, albeit filled with shock and grief, because consider their emotions as they head to the tomb. In fact, consider all of those who had been following Jesus for these three years. You see, they'd followed Jesus for three years, and, and they were thinking that he was their saviour and their messiah. But as they're walking towards the tomb, they think that the game is over. They think that they had backed the wrong horse. They were confused, disappointed, uncertain, fearful. What's going to happen to them now that their Messiah, now that their saviour is dead in a grave? But as they arrive at the tomb, they realise that this is no ordinary or normal morning. They find a staggering scene and one that redefines history as we know it. They arrive at the tomb to find the stone rolled back and an angel sitting in the tomb. And verse 5 says they were alarmed. Talk about understatement of a lifetime. And the word that's being used here means struck with amazement and terror or utterly astonished. I mean, if you went for your one walk of the day that you're allowed to do, and you saw an angel, I think the word alarmed would certainly enter your vocabulary. But the angel says to them, do not be alarmed. Much easier said than done, I'm sure. And the angel speaks to them, and he ushers seven words to them that shook the foundations of the world. He is not here. He has risen. You have to remember that no one in the first century expected people to rise from the dead. These people were not wildly or blindly naive. Even though Jesus had told them time and time and time again that he was going to die and rise from the dead, they simply had no reference point. They had no framework. It wasn't in their psyche that this sort of thing could happen. And can you imagine being there and hearing those words? It would have completely blown your mind. And it goes on to say in verse eight, that they left the tomb trembling and astonished and fearful and I'm not surprised. And Jesus goes on to appear, and you can read about it in other parts of the the gospel stories, Jesus goes on to appear to many of his disciples and many other people in many different places, up to 500 people at one time. And these seven words, he is not here, he has risen, means that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. These seven words mean that Jesus did exactly what he said he would do. These seven words mean that the landscape of human history have changed forever. And these seven words mean that Jesus has passed through death and defeated the great enemy of death. He has risen. That is the central thread of the Christian faith, a risen saviour, Jesus Christ, who once and for all time has overcome sin and human rebellion and death by taking them upon himself on a cross and triumphing over them by gloriously rising from the dead. And that through his death and resurrection, he has made true life possible for all eternity for all those who put their faith and their trust in him the resurrection changes everything the passage continues and the angel says to the woman go tell his that's Jesus's followers and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee and that is quite literally an expression that that Jesus actually did. He went ahead of his followers to Galilee, just as he had told them he was going to do. You can read about that in Mark chapter 14. But there is a beautiful, deeper meaning to these words. Not only does he go before his followers physically to Galilee, but he goes before you and he goes before myself. As one who suffered greatly, who experienced sorrow, who knew what it was like to be isolated and rejected by his friends and the world, who experienced fear as he faced the terror of the cross, who was publicly shamed, who carried our sin and our rebellion on his shoulders. Jesus goes before you in your suffering, in your sorrow, in your fear, your doubt, your confusion, your shame and your sin. But ultimately, the good news of the Easter story is this, that Jesus goes before you even in death. Because he has passed through death and was raised to new life, all of those who put their faith and their trust in him will too pass through death and be raised to new life with God for all eternity. That is the sure and certain hope of the Christian faith in amidst massive uncertainty. That is what brings certainty in uncertain times. Jesus is victorious over death. Therefore, death no longer holds the same power. And for those who are followers of Jesus Christ, we too can declare like the apostle Paul, who was one of Jesus's earlier followers, where he writes this, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Jesus has gone before us in life and all of its ups and downs. Jesus has gone before us in death and has risen to new life. And Jesus has paved the way for true, new and eternal life. And he invites us to follow him, sure in the knowledge that for all of us who put our faith and trust in him, for all who respond to his invitation, he will save us, he is with us and he will go before us. And Jesus extends this invitation to each one of us today to allow the truth of a risen saviour who goes before you to bring salvation, to bring peace to your anxious soul, to bring rest to your weary heart, to bring hope in suffering and despair, comfort in isolation and certainty in uncertain times. And whether you're listening to this and you're a follower of Jesus or not, I'd like to invite you take some moments to pause and reflect on this truth. To reflect on Jesus's life, his death and his resurrection and ask the question, how am I going to respond to his invitation? And maybe today for the first time, you want to respond to the invitation of Jesus to put your faith and your trust in him to acknowledge and to turn away from your sin and your rebellion against God, to turn away from being the master of your own fate and to walk into new life with Jesus Christ as the centre. Or maybe you're listening to this and you're already a follower of Jesus and today you want to surrender yourself again to Jesus as the one who goes before you, who is your anchor, your hope, your guide, your comforter, your peace, and your King. We're gonna close in prayer in a moment, but just before we do that, I just want to invite you right where you are, wherever you're watching this, just to close your eyes for a few seconds before God, whether you know him or not. And just to consider and reflect upon the Easter story and the invitation of Jesus. Kids, if you're watching this with your parents at home, why don't you do the same as well? We're just gonna close our eyes, we're just gonna pause and reflect on this Easter message and ask how am I going to respond to the invitation of Jesus today? If you'd like some more time to reflect, just pause the video for as long as you just want to be before God. But I just want to close with this prayer. And I'd like to invite you to pray this with me. So I'm going to pause in between each sentence. Feel free to pray this out loud right where you are, or just pray it out in your mind as well. Jesus, I thank you that in these uncertain times, You are the one person who is sure and certain. Jesus, I thank you that this Easter message shows us of a God who is not distant, but is very present in our world. Jesus, I thank you for your life, for your death, and your triumphant resurrection. Jesus, I thank you, that you have gone before me, in suffering, sorrow, despair, and ultimately in death. Jesus, I thank you, that because you passed through death, All of those who put their faith in you will too pass through death and into eternity with you. I recognise, Jesus, my sin and rebellion before you. I'm sorry for where I have rejected you and walked my own path. I recognise that you and you alone can save me. I put my trust in you. I put my faith in your death and resurrection. I accept your invitation to follow you. I give my life to you today. I surrender all to you as my Lord and my Saviour. I place myself under your care. Breathe peace to my soul. Rest to my heart and hope beyond all circumstance. Lead me into everlasting life and into your presence forever, Amen.